comes in, he pits, and then the camera guy geniusly, as he takes off in a, a perfect, what, 2.2 second, 3.3 second pit stop, and then they just pan over to Perez, just sitting in his car like, oh, jeez. And that's, you know what immediately came to my mind is this cue the Tom Petty song. You don't have to live like a refugee. Just oh, no, that. I was, thinking, that I was thinking a different look. one was that was going... You don't know how it feels. <laughs> Lights out and away we go. Welcome, Welcome to an American's, American's Guide, Guide to Formula, Formula One. One. I'm Andy Lewis. And I'm Tim Lewis. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. We're back with another episode of An American's Guide to Formula One. And I'm joined here in person by Papa T-Sauce. What's up, Daddy? Well, indeed. We're a little late getting it out, but it's for a good reason. Indeed. You know, we don't have a race this weekend, and I knew you'd be back in town, so we thought, let's just do it this weekend. I like it that way. Hopefully you all are jonesing for Formula One just like we are, so we thought we'd get this out this weekend and you could have a little something to listen to to fill in the gap. Yes. Um, the gap to what? Till Qatar next week. Which is also a sprint race, perhaps? Sprint race. Another one of them, guys. So far, those have been pretty exciting pretty, this year. Pretty good. Well, we went from having a fantastic, awesome, jaw-dropping Singapore Grand Prix. And we all were very excited for the return of Suzuka. And it was also a return of the Red Bull's pace. Man, oh, man. What was it? 19 seconds Max took the lead or took the win with? I have 19.4. 19.4 seconds. Which is not quite as much as usual, but it was a lot a lot much. lot more than finishing fifth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is true. I liked when he finished fifth, I think, a little bit more. You did. Um but we did see our prediction come true with the McLarens being quite a force at the Suzuka circuit. And I think if we want to do race predictions, I think I was a little bit closer. A little bit. I'd say you're a lot closer. The only thing I missed, what did I, what did I predict? You Nor got Norris, Piastri, Hamilton. Nor Norris in third? No, I think I did Science. I did. I did. Oh, no. Piastri and no, P3. you did. You did Verstappen, Signs, and Piastri. So I, I only missed one. Yeah. And you did. Who did you have? Norris, Piastri, and Ham. So, so I win. Yeah, you win. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the only point you're making? <laughs> I think Signs could have done better too if they wouldn't have Ferraried up his strategy. <laughs> Let's go do a Ferrari. Let's let's mm. try not to Ferrari this up, guys. <laughs> Ooh, it starts with F too. Um, mm. how interesting! Pretty brilliant. I mean, I knew I kind of had a foreshadowing of what the race was going to be like when I saw, you know, five tenth of a second in qualifying to to Norris or to Piastri. Yeah, Piastri outqualified Norris. Let's 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 not gloss over the fact that Piastri outqualified Norris. 
first of all, in his rookie season. That's exciting. That's really um, and and he's already they've been confirmed too. He's confirmed his contract for next year as well, which I think is a no brainer. Um, but no P two finish for old Piastri, which is showing that he still has room to grow. And I think it's a pretty typical thing for rookies coming into this Pirelli era tire saving um, era of Formula One. We see the same thing with George. We've seen the same thing with, you know, a lot of rookies coming in and Piastri's not, is no different. And yeah. I mean, the tire dig was significant at Suzuka as well. It always is. It's a very downforcey high speed turn. Track. You know, you can almost like see it. It's, it, it almost, it almost looks like a gravel tracks. road when you look up on it. As just a spectator looking at the track, it just looks more lumpy bumpy than the other tracks. More porous, more lumpy bumpy, lumpy bumpy porous. Mm-hmm. Eh? Um, but it is one of those racetracks where the speed of these cars is on display, where you can really see that that front sector of the S's. And then 130R, the chicane. I mean, it's just a great circuit. That 130R, that's flat out, isn't it? Yeah. But only, only. I mean, I think it was the early 2000s is when it finally was. For a long time, it was a lift. Mm. But flat out and then, but that's still like, I mean, there's one thing with knowing that the car can do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's another thing doing, yeah, letting <laughs> you your, know, letting yourself keep the foot down, like telling your brain to that. It's okay. Like it's gonna, all the logic in the world goes out the window when you're well, coming down at a turn at 195. You know, my eyes tell me I'm going to go right straight into the wall. But and, yeah, the, and, and it's one of those things that's crazy about F1 too, is that if you do lift is when the risk comes in. Well, certainly a risk of being overtaken. Well, no, I'm saying, but, but like also, if you go through it too slowly, then you actually won't have the grip. Very interesting. You know, that is the that is the crazy thing about these cars is that they're designed to be driven at the limit. And so anything other than that is is actually more dangerous. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, but, yeah, that 130R, and then you throw in the fact that you're wheel-to-wheel with somebody. I mean, that... Hamilton and Alonso through 130R was just just probably one of the tops. That for was me. cool. That was very, very cool. Yeah. Um there's a lot of good uh outside passes on and committed passes on turn one as well. Um yeah, but there it, was it, some punting on turn one too, wasn't there? There was a lot. Um the we had, you know, Verstappen obviously P one. They clinched the constructor's title. Um, so Red Bull is their, this is their second constructors title in a row. Sixth overall. I want to say that. Yeah. Six or is it? No, it would be eight or nine. It would be eight. They did four with Vettel. Well, if you want a second opinion, I think it's nine. No, because, because Max's first one that isn't really his first one. They didn't win constructors. They didn't have enough points to win constructors. I knew I should have written this down. Because I, I don't think you don't need to write down. I'm telling it to you right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're telling me your brain is a steel trap. Steel trap. Accurate, truthful informations. Well, and or some things when they we just watched the thirty and they told us, but just count four with Vettel, two with Max. That's six. Yeah, 
Because they didn't get three. They haven't gotten three. I with was Mets. just trying to be a little funky about it. You're funky. Two in, um, a row, two in a row constructors. Which is the third time they've done that, I guess, if you want to count it that way. Or they did four. Are in you a row. doing that high level division <laughs> or something? I don't, I'm not following you there. I think they said it's three. Well, because they won four on the trot with Vettel. Yeah. And now they're. They're one two on the drought with Mac. Not three. It's All the back weird. To back. It's the weird kink where Max won the world title, the drivers championship, but they lost the constructors championship. Oh. That's what's throwing a wrink in yeah. the, the wrench in the. Thing. But if we were in Argentina, it'd be. That's from a movie. Okay, One of those Tommy man. Boy movies or something. Or okay. While Max is back to his winning form, though, Perez is, what's going <laughs> on, man? Um, you would think the pressure's off. I don't understand what, what's yeah. going on. I really well, would the, like to know. The pressure's so, so off, he thinks he's at, you know, the state fair and is driving in the bumper car. But how does it look when Norris, who started the year with one of the slowest cars on the grid mm -hmm. and you had the fastest car in the grid and started winning races now has the same number of p2 finishes as you in red bull you mean norris and per and yeah Perez. that doesn't sound good it doesn't look right doesn't, doesn't look sound right. good doesn't sound good and they're only continuing on a trajectory of an upward mobility <laughs> and yeah. you're to you're conti continuing a downward spiral <laughs> I mean, what was up with it? I mean, it was. It seemed. What did you say? Like it was a watching a a co kart race when Perez was with eight driving. year olds. I put in my notes. Looks like Perez is driving by Braille. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly. I mean, and how much? How much does it cost in that race to drive by Braille? By well, I think they say <laughs> that a front wing, just the front. Who knows what else he broke? Yeah. But he went through three front wings. Yeah. So that's six hundred k in front wings alone. <laughs> That's not a. That's I mean, not a problem. I know Red Bull has money, but that's I not mean, a problem. That's not a problem. And then the whole there was the whole you know he got the five second penalty, yeah, for one of his many collisions. He only had one five second. Probably. That's crazy to me. Yeah, but sure. and yeah. but he he had retired the car, and then they were bringing the car back out. Well, they had repaired the car. Okay. To some, they were to like, some they're like 15, 16 laps behind. Thir I think it was 13. Well, still. at the time, but he's yeah. still sitting, in the, oh, still sitting in the pit. There was that great shot where <laughs> Max comes in for his final pit, even though he's 30, he's 30 seconds ahead. <laughs> he comes in, he pits, and then the camera guy geniusly, as he takes off in a, a perfect, what, 2.2 <laughs> second, 3.3 second pit stop, and then they just pan over to Perez, <laughs> just sitting in his car like... Oh, that's, and that's you know what immediately came to my mind is this cue the Tom Petty song. You don't have to live like a refugee. He just oh no, that, I was thinking I was thinking a different look. one was that was going. You don't know how it feels <laughs> <laughs> to <Well>. be me. <laughs> yeah, it was a little pitiful. Uh, 
I just can't imagine the emotional state yeah. that Perez has got to be in in that moment watching. Yeah. What, the, the, uh, the thing, though, that I was listening, Mark Hughes made a point on the Races podcast about the pit stop, is it is impressive the breadth of focus that that Red Bull has in that moment. I think some people were calling it farcical. I don't know. But it is the the reserve mental capacity that someone was reading regulations during that race going, we better better put the car out. Right. Let's cover the boxes. Let's put a check next to it. That if there is a regulation that states that any unserved penalties could, could or mm-hmm. may result in a grid penalty at the following event. Yeah. If gone unserved. And I think, you know, it's it, that is the... It, it, it's that same, it's that akin to earlier, I think it was in Austria or whatever, when when Matt, Max pits and goes for fastest lap. It's like, nope, we're going to go for every point. We're going to go for every, we're going to check every box. We're going to, everything, no, no stone goes unturned. And that's where I'm just like, what's the debrief with Perez? Is how does Perez fit into that mentality when he's driving the way he's driving? When he's, eight-tenths off of Verstappen. I mean, I know we are all saying that he's under contract, he's going to be at Red Bull next year, but I think you got you to gotta show a little bit more, more yeah. than that. Because compare to Lawson, right, who got the news going into Suzuka that, okay, Alphatari Red Bull confirm Lawson or uh Sonoda and Ricardo for next year. And you just you're you're like, and what does Lawson do? Goes after Yuki on the opening lap. Mm-hmm. Never, you know, he's he's just like, well, then I'm gonna make I'm gonna prove to them if they didn't if what I haven't done to this point isn't enough proof that I belong in this drive, I'm gonna say, Well, this is what you're gonna be missing then. And he went after it. Yeah, sure did. That I was... mean, and ended up finishing in P11 above Sonoda. Boy, he just continues to impress, doesn't he? I just, I don't, I don't see how they can afford to not put him on the grid next year. And I mean, if I was Williams, when I have Logan Sargent punting Botas off in a spectacular form after crashing the car, after rebuilding the car, and then retiring the car. I mean, this was, a, and then another double points finish because they didn't have Albon in, you know, the race they mm-hmm. didn't finish with Albon either. Like, I would be t- getting on the floor and talking to Road Bull and saying, can we make a deal for Lawson on a loan for a year at least? Somebody ought to be taking advantage of that. I think, the, but I really, I think the only open seat is at Williams now. After the, after AlphaTauri confirmed Daniel back. Okay, well, how does that? I must not heard you right because you were talking about vacating a Williams seat. Well, Sargent's the only seat left on the grid that isn't confirmed for next year. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Not not that that would stop Red Bull or Helmet or any of them. You know, they've made mid season switches in the past, and I think if if next season Perez comes back and starts the way he's finishing now, I mean, there is six races left. Let's. There's a lot of racing left to come, but well, Perez is going to have to. I don't know. I just got the sense with, I mean, Peter Windsor. I think 
titled his race recap, like, what's up with Perez's racecraft or something like that? That I mean, he, what is up with, I mean, he's either going to have to come on pretty strong because I don't think, oh, yeah, he's going to be with us next year and then just I mean, kind of fart around with it. I think he's got to make some improvements because I was thinking during that race after we was punting people off and I, he's gone. How can you keep this how, guy? How many races like that can you right. tolerate? So I mean, because I mean, I, I mean, in cost cap is cost cap, cost is cost. You may be Red Bull, but they can only spend one hundred and thirty million dollars yeah. on the car. Period. And I mean, yeah. if you're going through six hundred grand a week in wings, well, something else broke and on the car too because for... it took them to lap forty before they had Perez ready to go out. And they only put him out for two or three laps yeah. and then retired him Well, again. and they served the penalty. He came to pit. Yeah. Served the penalty, and then they re-retired. You know the what they did? But Lawson didn't. Lawson had two, or not Lawson, Sargent had two five-second penalties, or a five-second and a ten-second penalty. And they, I mean, maybe they couldn't, but they didn't put him back out. So we're going to see if he gets grid penalties next in Qatar next week. That'll be interesting. Because then, then that, it would have been... That would make then it the would Red, be farcical. Yeah. Well, then that would make the Red Bull move to put Perez back out. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. yeah. Then it is what... But that's the what thing I'm saying. Is, the thing that's interesting to me that they retired the car, fixed the car, and then took the car back out. And is that... It must be within the bounds of the regulations to it do is. that. It is. So... As long as, like, as you're, as long as you're not knowingly putting a damaged car out back out on the well, track, yeah, yeah, yeah I think sense. you're fine. But they've done that in the port. I remember Weber; they did that with Weber's car one year, mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, they had to, there was some retirement, and then so they're like, okay, well, let's basically use this as a free practice test section, yeah, and try it. Let's throw this other wing on, or let's do something and run some tests, and which has got to suck as a driver. I mean, just and imagine like being in that. You know, I've never competed at any high-level sport, but from what I've heard, you know, like, there is a very big, like, psych-up, mental, getting-in-the-zone to go do this elite thing, Mm -hmm. and then, okay, you're out. And I think that's what they say that why red flags are so actually hard and dangerous to some point, is that you're, you're, you're in and out of this state of a real mm-hmm. hyper elite concentration and and in a zone and then you're out and so you cool down and everything like or kind of returns to normal and you have to go okay brain get back in the zone here you're right we're gonna i mean even if you're just pulling around like perez in, la- in last place you still you can't be going too under the pace right you gotta i mean you gotta go out there and do the thing exactly um and that's just that's gotta be weird well unless they only were out for a couple of laps, if that, before he came back in to serve that penalty. But any time you're on the track is data. Yeah. And I would, they must not have had anything where they could keep enough pace in the car. The the, the floor or something must have got jacked up and yeah. during one of those because, you know, just keep it out on the track and get more data to, I mean, if you're serious about a racecraft. Uh, what did you think of? Uh, I think Leclerc. Leclerc did had ran a really good race. Looked really good. Yes, for a while, for the first time in a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. 
um, out qualified, qualified P4, finished P4. Is that what I'm seeing here? Well, he finished P4. Yeah, he qualified P4 too. Mm-hmm. So pretty, um, pretty solid race. Pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, I I still think that science is proving to be the the better driver in that team, though. Well, did you? As an overall, he still, you know, he he called it too coming in. He seems to have a reserve of mental capacity while in the car, like the other greats that I can think of, mm-hmm. like Hamilton, like Alonso. I know we've said that a lot, but well, and I did think they pulled him in that first stop. I would have liked to have seen what he could have done on a. They must have seen something in in the modeling that if they would have let him out, he couldn't have gotten into good track position. But it would have been interesting to see if he would have had enough tires at the end. Well, he was he was bearing down on Hamilton pretty good. One of the, to me, one of the more interesting radio communications was from Signs, just after he overtook Russell, like with three or four laps to go in the race, and the way. They were talking. He asked, or they gave him the data of how f- close he is to Lewis. Yeah, and he says, "I mean, with this conviction in his voice, he says I'm going, I'm going to get him." Well, yeah, because they like said that, so he's like, "They're using my trick against me." Yeah, and he says, "He says, don't worry about it, something." And he says, "Oh, I'm going to go get him." And I mean, he he was only he was within DRS by the end of the race. Yeah, so, so I think a lap or two. Yeah, but I mean, just the way he said that, I'm going to go get him. Yeah. It's like, mm. and uh, that's the that's the mentality. What did you think? What do you think Mercedes should have done with Russell and Hamilton? Do you think they should have swapped the position? For those of you who don't know, they hung George. George opted to do a one-stop instead of the faster two-stop. And was on much older tires. He was ahead of Russell or he was ahead of Hamilton uh-huh. who was ahead of science at this point Leclerc had already gone through so they knew Leclerc mm-hmm. was out and you had George was could have kept Hamilton in DRS or Hamilton could have stayed in DRS and then defended against science the same way that Norris and what they yeah, did in street. Singapore yeah. with uh with Norris and science Mm-hmm. When George and Hamilton were coming up against them, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm actually the way. I, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we saw that once they switched positions, of course, George couldn't have done anything on that old of tires against Science on fresh tires. Um, even though Hamilton dropped back, gave him DRS. So, what do you think? Do you think you they should have listened to George and? And left George in front with the weaker tiles and used Hamilton as the rear gunner, in quotes. Well, I don't know. The the way the tire deck was. Yeah. That um, the, um, I mean, the, uh, my guess is, is that George's tires were probably going to really go off in those last few laps because of the, how fast tire deck was going on. And then that puts, that puts, um, uh, you know, Hamilton and Russell in a racing. But I think that the 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 call the the reason to do that call would be that 
Hamilton had the fresher tires and could have you had more traction out of turns and in braking zones yeah. to defend against signs. They were on a on a more matched tire strategy. Right. And could have had the DRS with Russell as well. Well, and that I think I'm trying to make the point that um, it was inevitable that George was going to get passed, but just adding more risk to Hamilton of whether, you know, he would be, him and George would be getting into a race and take each other out. What, and I don't think Hamilton ever had the chance of getting Leclerc. It didn't seem that way. Or maybe if they would have swapped earlier. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was that big. Leclerc finished, he was at it was 43-9 uh, and Hamilton 49-3. So three pretty, seconds, over three seconds. Uh, there's no way. No, six seconds. So there's no way he was going to get Leclerc. I think, I and I think, I think it would have been... We Fine. saw that it worked in Singapore. I don't know. I felt, I think that that was the right move. I think it eliminates the risk of a, of a wreck because Hamilton, or I don't know, who knows? So maybe we said, okay, the tires are dagged. Or, or could it have led him bunch up to the point where science could have gotten them both in one move too. Yeah, that's entirely possible. And I think that was Hamilton's point. He says, Left you know, we're about to lose both of these positions yeah. if we don't do something about it. Yeah. But Russell was arguing, and then you get that great radio call. That's an instruction, George. Get, no, I don't. Get out of the way. I think he said that's not an instruction. No, no, no. no. He said that that's, was an order, basically implying no, it was yeah. an order. Yeah. It's not an instruction, George. No, that I, is an instruction. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that instruction versus order. Yeah, no, I think, I think instruction is. He was ordered. Like, I'm instructing to you to move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought, I, I thought the. His technical director said it's not an instruction. Like, I'm pretty sure he says that's an instruction. Well, either not way, like a request. It was it was forcefully returned. His radio communique yeah. was forcefully returned by. Oh, I, don't, I can't remember his. And they did, and he did, and yeah. they ended up losing that position to uh, to science. Um, but uh, I mean, it's two points. It's not the end of the world. Well, I don't know. I mean. It, it almost seems now that you're thinking about it, it's sort of six one and half a dozen the other. Like, would, would I would have I would have like I've, I think it would have been I think it would have been an interesting call, especially seeing how it worked previously at Singapore. They saw that the slower car with somebody protecting, yeah, it it worked for signs. It got yeah. him home. Got him in the P one. Yeah, but I mean, like we said, hindsight's one thing. But I think the de tire deck was so massive on Russell's car. Yeah, but it was pretty massive in Singapore. Remember when they came out? They were they were pulling two seconds a lap. Yeah, the pace advantage needed to pass um, in Singapore was two seconds, and they had that. I don't know. I guess I have to look into it more. To it really was interesting. It was an interesting yeah. thing. It was. Um, but Hamilton and then the Hamilton, Hamilton and Russell felt vulnerable battles. with that. Of course he, well, of course he's going to say that too, yeah. and uh, and uh, honestly, of course they're going to listen to Hamilton. They have to. Yeah, they got to keep Hambone happy. Hambone. Um, it was pretty nice to see Russell and and Hamilton battling it out. Oh, I was gosh, listening was to cool. that to the 
F1 pod, the Dax Shepard F1 with DRS podcast, and they titled it "While the Wolf Is Away, the Kids Will Play" or something because <laughs> Toto wasn't yeah. at the race, yeah. and it and they there definitely was two pretty significant battles between the two Mercedes drivers, some real good moves. Yeah, that the one I was, you may be alluding to as well, but the lap six one where Russell overtakes Hamilton and into the Hamilton. chicane. Yeah, yeah, and then Hamilton retakes the position. Seemed like a pretty silly place. Like, if you really wanted to make that stick, I would have just stuck close to him through the chicane, mm. come down the main straight, gotten him in turn one, which is where Hamilton just bounced back and gets him in turn one anyways. Yeah. But then there was another one. What was it, 13 or 15 laps? It was a little later on, but they were in the, in the Dagnas. They were going through it. And the hairpin. Oh, where they both were off? Yeah, well, well, yeah, it pushes Hamilton off, and then, yeah, yeah they both go off into the, the uphill. Laps, I, I have that as lap 16. Yeah, one of the teens, was it not? Yeah, just for, I just had written it down. Yeah, um, it looks like we're going to get one more Lawson race, that, though, too, to come back to that, that I don't think Danny Rick's going to race in Qatar. And the, 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 all the stuff that I'm seeing is looks like he's confirmed for the U.S. Grand Prix, which is a perfect place to bring him back, I think. So we have, yeah. we, we looks like we'll have one more race with Lawson and a sprint. And so one more chance for Lawson to prove he's the guy for the job. Well, I don't think he needs to prove anything else further. As far as I, I saw it, I mean. It's just the thing that would be. He has more points. I think he has more points than Sargent. <laughs> Well, the thing it would be is that um, he wouldn't, he'd be left without a seat for next season. Well, the, I guess the room, one of the things that I saw leading up to this is that Red Bulls promised him a seat for 25. Oh, okay. So that would mean a first stop in Lawson pairing? If it's Red well, Bull? Unless Perez does something the rest or of you this think, year. Or you think next Rick's going to go for Perez? I, that's the it's, thing is, is we, there's crazy. no, there's not enough data on on Ricardo. No, it's he's it's, only two. He's only done two races in that car. I mean, with his, uh, you know, with last year and this year, it's it's really thrown a, I don't want to say a monkey wrench, but it's really thrown some drama. It's thrown some strategic well, but then types of things. A lot of financial issues about it. I mean, geez. The other wrench is there's a lot of talk that Yuki could go to to Aston Martin. Take Stroll or Alonzo's well, seat at yeah, Aston Martin. With that seat. Because you know, he's a Honda boy. Yeah, all the way. Never Having a else. Japanese driver for Honda when they're back as a constru- as a works team. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind seeing that. I really wouldn't. That'd be cool. But I don't want to see... I don't think a Sonoda Stroll. I think that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It would, and, but I don't know if Alonzo's going well, to be on there the some grid. Talk about I mean, he's going to be 45 by then. Yeah. Well, wasn't there a talk about Stroll turning to professional tennis? Yeah, but I guess he's, I, I mean, I, I mean, that's what I, I had heard. heard right? One, one I got that I got him, it was like when it, I'm sure you guys who At are least. on Instagram know the, the way that well, F1 I mean, as far as I, as, I mean, really, if like he wants to drive, there's drive this there. guy. I think his name is, but I think if they're competitive, is the guy and increasingly more competitive, it said they got to get two drivers, Fernando Alonso and Alex Albon, both hospitalized. I was talking, I meant to bring this up, but we'll just bring it up on From carrying the team on their back. 
bring up is, is meme of the week. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the because I was showing uh, you some. Yeah, of there was yeah. another one. Uh, significant upgrades for Red Bull, and it was just a tow rope from Verstappen's car to Perez's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Massive upgrade uh, coming coming to Qatar for Red Bull. That was something like I'll that. That was <laughs> share those on the Instagram or something. But they were so good. They were. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a, there's some, there's going to be silly season next year is going to be wild. Cause we'll also have Audi coming in as a, or the Sauber sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, uh, Alphatari is going to be renamed too. It won't be Alphatari next year. Hugo boss. That's what I've heard. I, it'll be Hugo boss, Red Bull, Hugo boss, or. Hugo Boss, and totally. Then, and then um, Sauber's name will be back. It'll on. be just one year of Sauber. Yeah. Oh, and it's looking really close to, I guess, the the Andretti Cadillac. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. the FIA, I guess, it's looking like they're going to get approval from FIA, but F1 as an entity will still have to uh, approve it as well. But, yeah. I mean, I want to see it. I wouldn't mind seeing a... A twenty-two car grid, one more team. I would love that. Wasn't there? Didn't they used to have thirty cars on the grid? I at think one at time? one point, yeah, yeah they, the, they would have like forty cars showing up every week. That's yeah. what qualifying was. Yeah. You had to literally qualify to yeah, be on back the race. in those days. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. I get why they don't want to, but I still think more right now would be better. Honestly, especially an American team and company and. Like like that. I mean, I know Haas's, but they're Ferrari and and right. These these Cadillac Cadillac Andretti. would be a totally U.S. Yeah, venture. and then Ford as the engine sponsor for Red Bull. Mm. I mean, I think he'd be cool. Okay, one final news thing that we definitely have to bring up um, is I don't know if you've been seeing all the drama going on with Vegas. And how outraged the citizens of Las Vegas are over the preparations no, yeah, for yeah. the upcoming F1. And I think they underestimated. There's 55 days until that Grand Prix. And they are still repaving streets, mm-hmm. still building infrastructure. But there's been, a, I've seen a huge amount of social media backlash from the citizens of of Las Vegas uh-huh. saying, what's the point you're destroying for months and months now. Like you, we can't access main tourist adventures. Right. It's you can't drive certain places in the town. Well, you know, you're, you're um, ripping up You're They're cutting down all these trees that are along the main strip there. And they're going, and we can't even attend the event. There's no public space to watch this. Yeah. Tickets are astronomical. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, your Aunt Jan mm-hmm. was just in Vegas for the Carrie Underwood concert. Yeah. And they were staying in the hotel that rises up of turn 12 and 13 at the end of that big, long back straight yeah. with the little left-hand turn. And she, she says the place is just destroyed. They just got everything tore up. Well, and they're saying that, the, and F1 is saying that they're going to build big wood barriers in front of... Um, Places where people could see, like hotels and casinos, because they they're like, no, if you don't pay a ticket, you can't you yeah. can't watch. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, that's, guys. Yeah, they don't do that in Monaco. There's no. not big barriers yeah. so people can't see the race. 
And I just think it's going to, with, with, without the title fight and interest for that growing the sport, they, I'm, I saw a, a release that, you know, social media mentions and followers and stuff is half of what it was last year. Half. Mm. And then you're, you have a three, um, three U.S. Grand Prix. I mean, Miami ticket sales were down. And if you have a, a bunch of people protesting or unhappy with Vegas, I, I think they may have overextended and not done this right. Yeah, well, yeah, the thing is, is that with, um, you know, everything, how they're altering, how Vegas is daily yeah. workings and runnings, well, it'd be kind of, that's kind of stupid to do that, uh, to create a better relationship between the township and the for and Formula One, because it just seems really way. I think a really easy way would be to like if you can prove you're a, a Vegas resident, you get a severely discounted or like make a locals only grandstand, make like one of the best sections of the racetrack be locals only or something like that. You gotta, there's gotta be a way that you gotta you gotta get the town on board, or if if maybe maybe this is all we're all dropping before we're shot here and. The economic uptick yeah. of all of these people and stuff coming vastly will outweigh oh, I'm the sure. negatives. I'm sure that's what they calculated into it, but we'll see. But why take this iconic city with this iconic way of doing things and alter it for two or three months? That just doesn't seem to fit. And maybe it's worse because this is the first one, and they well, you know, yeah, we'll have true. to see what it goes. To. I I can't remember how if if it's a one off or if they signed a multi year deal. I would imagine it would have had to have been a, at least a two or three. Well, that's usually the way it's done. Yeah, um, in the past, and and maybe there's just so much in prep as far as the circuit, and once that's done, it'll be duck soup for subsequent races, but it just seems kind of silly to totally transform the city f from what it, the reason why you brought the, the race. Well, there. I just think, you know, I just think it's when you, if you run the risk of pissing off too many of the people, uh, yeah, like we'll it see. doesn't matter. I don't know. We were pissed off because we couldn't buy tickets. I, I mean, mean, that's that, I mean, that's just something needs to be just done about that in general. That I like mean, We're a day's drive from Vegas and yeah. And it's like, God, well, what a great opportunity until you, you know, the tickets are just too much. Uh, it would have been, it would have been really, really cool. Also to, I mean, I know it's not the first Vegas Grand Prix, but the first like real Greg Vegas Grand Prix. Um, well, the modern era, really. So, yeah, uh, we have Qatar in, in one week's time. And just to remember that it is a sprint weekend. So qualifying will be on the 6th. Sprint will be on the seventh, or sprint shootout will be on the seventh. Sprint will be on the seventh as well, and then race on the eighth. We better do our race predictions because that was fun. When yeah, well, the, um, well, and then just I don't know. All the sprint races have really been pretty cool. I think they've it's been great. Been a great addition. Qatar is a fast track too. Yeah, so don't miss that. That's uh, if you've never seen a sprint weekend. It's pretty. It's way different, but it's really exciting. Um, so at least heretofore, it's been very exciting, and I think it'll be the same. So, uh, I think you went first last last time, so I could go first, pick, picking my P three. 
Mm. I'm going to go Sergio Perez, P3. Bold. What, are they going to actually have the tow rope? <laughs> I just is, feel like you he, they're going to, that, that debrief is going to, I'm hoping that that debrief is going to. Well, we're going to see what kind of racer Perez is throughout the rest of the season. Okay, your P3. My P3 is going to be Piastri. Piastri. Okay. You have to go first for P2. Norris. Oh, McLaren, one, three, or two, three. I'm going to go. Damn, I was going to say Norris, too. Well, you can say Norris. I know. I'm going to do Because we, we know who's going to be at the first, at the top. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to, shall we say it in unison? Max. Max. <laughs> the Max Attacks. And we're going to steal, we'll, we'll uh, steal Dax yeah. Shepard's P10, their P10 thing. Who do you think is going to be P10? Well, who do you think? I don't think I heard you actually say who's going to be your P2. Norris. Okay. Yeah, dude, Max Norris Perez. I had to talk you into it. I, I, I think Piastri will be right up there, too, but I think it's going to yeah. be a pretty significant tire dig track, too. Well. Or, or is it not? Because it's such new tr- surface. Uh, I guess that's just we're not going to go back. It sort of depends on how much wind, how much sand the wind has put that's on the track right. in between oh, the laps. Science, I didn't even. Now I'm going to do science P two. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to rechange it all science, and I'm going to do Norris gets his first win. Ooh. Norris science Perez. Maybe a if we're lucky a max retirement to cause it. I'm just going to go wild. It's going to be wrong. You're going wild. I'm going wild just to be different than you. The, uh, well, you know, it's And like loss in P10. Getting into points. That's nice. Who's your P10? My P10. Alonzo. <laughs> well, I was going to think, I was going to think, yeah. I was going to think in Aston Martin, but I wasn't thinking Austin, uh, wasn't thinking a Boy, lot, their so. development just is it showed how far they've fallen. But well, yeah, they just have. I um, love that quote from from Suzuka. You've thrown me to the lions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Ever the philosopher Fernando Alonso. My P ten is going to be I'm really gonna go. Go wild. You want me to wow? Wow it out. Logan Sargent. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well. He's he's had a lot to learn. And he's had o- ample opportunity to learn he's how got to stay it. in mean, the race. He's, he's, I think they're, they're, they've said, you know, we're going we're gonna to give him the rest of the year before we make a call. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. Not right now, but, you know, I, I got a feeling. A feeling down deep inside. Well, check back in next week for our race recap of the Qatar and to see who yeah. got it more right and who got it more wrong. Let's see but, who's wildest. But thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time. Until next go. Adios. Yo.